Welcome to The Whiny Entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Shelby Varghese and Danielle Moore. Are you back to normal yet? What what even is normal? What even is normal? And okay, I think the weirdest thing about all of this going back to normal stuff, quote unquote, is that there's a specific... I think the weirdest thing about all of this going back to normal stuff is that there's a specific day when things just magically turn around. Like, that, like it's so arbitrary, you know? I, I mean, I know it's not. Don't get me wrong. I know it's not completely arbitrary, but it just feels arbitrary. I agree. And it's this weird, almost like a mental shift because for the last what, 15, 16 months, it's been like lockdown, don't see anyone, sanitize everything, don't breathe on anyone. Totally. Rain yourself in. Rain yourself in. And suddenly it's like, oh, just do whatever. Go do whatever you want. I have to admit, you know, I, I don't think that the, you know, like lockdowns and all of the restrictions, I don't, I don't want to say like it didn't affect me at all, but I don't feel like it affected me greatly because I'm such a homebody anyway. And, you know, I don't have kids. So it just kind of takes away some of the day-to-day type stuff that came with it. But learning or, or sorry, not learning, like switching back, there is a sense of relief. Like a very, I feel very free ever since they announced that we could just sort of go back to normal. Yeah. You know what? I I don't, for me, I wouldn't say I feel free. No? I feel, I mean, I'm excited for that, but I also feel uncertain. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because there's this idea, okay, go back to normal, but I'm like, how can we ever, like, what is normal? Yeah. After the year we've had is, how do you just go back to normal. And I mean, it's for me, I mean, I don't have kids either. I worked from home. So it's affected me in the sense that a lot of my one-on-one business has changed. I still do one-on-one business, but that's a little bit different. And it's probably more the like networking or the Mm -hmm. extracurricular activities. Yes. Changed for me. I'm, I'm not so much of a homebody like you. No, but the funny thing is, is so I've went out shopping with a client recently. So I was out for, I don't know, like four or five hours and I got home and I was done. (laughs) I was so tired. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I've been finding that if I go out for a few hours, which is so odd for me. Yeah. That's not odd for me. That's how that's how it has always felt for me to leave my house is exhausting. And I just like plan naps around it. <laughs> but so yeah, I, I get it. You're 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 also I think you're just more on it now. Like we're more aware. You used to just go out. You just used to just go and do something and that was that. Now I think our brains have like sort of reshaped to have to think about everything and think about masks and rules and what am I allowed to do and what should I do? And, you know, 
yeah, we, we're more on guard. And so I think it takes more mental capacity. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. And even in business, you know, we've had to, well, it hasn't fully, for sure your business that hasn't affected mm-hmm. a lot of people. It's the having to ask someone, have you seen anyone who has, you know, had COVID? Do you feel okay? Mm -hmm. And it's almost like this mental checklist that we have to do. Yeah. Even before we go and see somebody. And And just keeping up with all the changes. Like I just imagine that would be just draining a little bit because it's on top of all the stuff that you have to do. Plus you're probably working harder to maintain clients if you're seeing people in person and then on top of that to have it be on top of that to have it be changing constantly and updating and here's this rule and then you know if you have a professional association well they might have their own rules and the provinces have their own rules and the municipalities have their own rules and the federal government has its rules and it's just it's a lot to think about so i I sympathize with people who have had to work through those changes just so on the spot. Yeah. Well, and I I was talking to someone the other day too about getting into this mindset of things are back to normal, like Mm. quote unquote normal. But what if, what if all these variants have a thing and we end up having another wave in the fall mm-hmm. and is and it doesn't matter like it, it will or will not happen we don't yeah. know we can't speculate and we're not here to speculate but just when you think about how you're approaching your business and your life it's like I don't want to fully let yeah. go of everything we've been through because then if say in yeah. October suddenly it's like cases have yeah. spiked and all this stuff we it's, have to go into lockdown again yeah I, I'm hoping that doesn't happen, yeah. but it's it's just this whole idea of rethinking normal. Yeah, and I mean, I think one of the biggest things, even just based on what you just talked about, is not being able to plan ahead. Like your long-term planning is shot <laughs> because you just don't know what's going to happen, right? So even for you, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, September could look great or it could just be the same thing over again. So it's impossible to sort of plan and say with any level of certainty, which, which is kind of anxiety inducing in itself, right? It's like, it's, it would be nice to (laughs) be able to think, okay, like I can count on, you know, this much business or um, this much income, or, you know, I could start planning to do this as like a new product or service. And right now it's just, everything's still in limbo and it's just like, you can't really advance. Yeah. I mean, you can advance, but it's it's different. It looks different mm-hmm. right? yeah. than yeah. it used to. And, and our mental processes yeah. have to work differently than it used to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then on the other side of thinking about normal, I was talking to someone recently about how before everything locked down, before COVID, and I don't know if you felt this, but sometimes it's like we, we do things out of obligation. We might not even realize it, mm-hmm. but we do things because we think it's proper or we're supposed to. Or yeah. we have an obligation to somebody. Yeah. 
and or that's how we've set up our business or our life and suddenly COVID happens and we don't have to like we have a perfect excuse whether it's not seeing people or not working with people or Mm -hmm. and not that we don't want to work with those people but you know they're they're just we get into this habit of normal yeah and then suddenly now we have a chance to redefine normal so we can go back into our pre-COVID mm-hmm. normalcy, or we can redefine that. I like that. I like that a lot. I actually ran up against that this week because someone asked for an in-person meeting in the coming weeks. And I said yes. And then after I thought, okay, I'm, I'm saying yes to this one because it's it actually works out and it's a bit convenient. But I don't want to say yes to that in the future. I don't want, it's not necessary. We've been, I've been running perfectly fine for two years now with like being almost completely virtual Mm -hmm. and there's just no need to go back to it. And like you said, it's like you have an obligation. You feel, you feel this obligation that you don't even know exists until, you know, you, you sort of can let it go. And then it comes back and you're like, yeah, I mean, I guess I can see you in person, but it's like you have to. I think that this is a time for people to be really conscientious of that, right? Because this is sort of that transitional stage where you can make that decision about whether you're going to start taking meetings in person again. And to be honest, I don't want to. I get stressed out by, <laughs> I mean, we all know I'm, a, and I'm an extreme introvert. I get stressed out leaving my house. Not that I get stressed out leaving my house, but I get stressed out when I have, you know, timelines and I have to meet this person at this time. And then I have to run over here and do this. Like, that's just not how I roll anymore. <laughs> and I don't want to roll that way. <laughs> so it's interesting that you say that because I kind of had that dilemma this week. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I think it's a good opportunity for all of us to really what we engage with and what mm-hmm. we do, how we structure our business. If you have yeah. a business, mm-hmm. are you going to take meetings in person, or what yeah. does that look like? How you know, yeah, that kind of thing. For me, I it's really getting me continuing to think about well, what can I offer? Yeah, virtually? a lot of what I do is in person. There's a big part of that, but if I want to expand my business further than local what does that look like how do I do that how can I which I've been thinking about for years even before COVID lockdown and all of that I I was already feeling like I created an online course Mm -hmm. and now what does that look like going forward how do I make that bigger or different and then for so going back in terms of normal for me, a lot of it is where do I spend my time mm. outside of my business? So whether it's networking or yeah. spending time with with people yeah. is what does that look like? And I think I had already over the last few years started to reshape that a little bit mm-hmm. so that when I do spend time with someone, it is someone I really want to spend time with. And not that I don't want to spend time with other people, but just all of us have a certain capacity yeah. of what we can give and we need to be our yeah. own advocates for how much we can give and how much we need to keep for ourselves or our yeah. own family or the, the people in our world. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, it can be, I think in, in business too, in general, it's just, you run into so many people, you, your network expands and that's great, but yeah, then you have to start making some decisions as to where you want to spend the time. I mean, even sometimes, you know, there's opportunities for collaborations that are really cool, but it's like, but do I actually have time for this between podcasts and running a business and writing a book and, you know, seeing friends and family and it, it, yeah, it becomes that question of like, okay, like, is, is this where I need to be right now? So I think we're all just going to have to come up against that in the next couple months. I mean, luckily we're coming into summer. So it's kind of, things are kind of more casual right now anyway. No one's rushing to like, you know, get back to networking in person. So. So what are some, maybe some questions that we could ask ourselves to help us navigate Mm. that? So one thing I think about, and this is something I'm actually starting to build within All Set Style, is this idea of creating a personal brand. Mm-hmm. And not a not a personal brand in terms of like I want to be on stage and have this almost like a persona out there, but a personal brand in terms of you as an individual. So whether you're working in a corporate office, you're a stay-at-home mom, you're a stay-at-home dad, you're a business owner, whatever that looks like, it's looking at yourself as an individual. Mm-hmm. And So I'm starting to build something like this. So when I think about this, Mm. it's the first question you want to ask yourself, or what are your personal values? Mm -hmm. Not what are your business values? What do you think your values should be? It's what are Mm -hmm. your personal values? Mm -hmm. And what is your personal mission and vision for your life? Yeah. And if you ask yourself those questions and you actually spend the time to think about those and define them, then it can help you answer all the questions of, well, if a networking opportunity comes up or an extracurricular opportunity, not that you don't want it, but does it align with your, mm-hmm. those personal yeah. values, mission and vision? Yeah. It can help you in creating that sense of normal that you want for your life. Right. I like that. I would say my consideration this time would be it would be, and I've been thinking about this a lot in the last couple of weeks, doing a few things well rather than doing everything. So, you know, in Toastmasters, a couple of weeks ago, we had someone come in and teach us a bunch of techniques. And I just thought, and I, I got so jazzed up about it, right? Like, I was like, this is amazing. This is like, take take your speaking to the next level. and And then I started thinking, well, like, you know, I'd really like to get some speaking coaching as well and that kind of thing. And then I thought, well, where am I going to find time for that? Blah, blah, blah. But then my conclusion was kind of, you know, I need to start whittling down what I'm doing right now because I don't want to do a f- like many things subpar. I want to do a couple things really well. And I want to put the time and focus into those specific things and, you know, taking it up a notch and going to the next level of mastery because, I mean, it's, it's great to have accomplished things and it's great to, you know, have these things going on, but it's like, I I want more time to intentionally put into those things. Like, I don't want to just write a speech for Toastmasters the day before and be like, cool. I like did my due diligence. I want to be like prepared and coming in there on fire and 
just like doing so well and then taking feedback and thinking about it and like thinking about ways it can improve and then and then doing them. <laughs> That's what I really want to be doing right now. So so for me, it's about just prioritizing a few things over the many things. I love that. And I think that that also comes back to that when you know yourself and you know what your priorities are. Yes. It can help you focus on those yeah. pieces. Exactly. I love that. Okay, what is a third one? So think about your personal, like individual personal brand values, mission, vision. Do a few things and do them well. So those are two things to focus on. I mean, this is kind of related to the two, but, you know, just figuring out what brings you joy. Yeah. And makes you feel energized. Yeah. It gives you that fire. Yeah. You know, like with, with Toastmasters, I, it's kind of cool because, so I've been in Toastmasters now for two and a half years. You're probably like not far behind that. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to see the impact that it's had on my abilities Mm -hmm. and I'm starting to see that reaction from people when I do talk or I have a speaking thing I can see that reaction to that yeah and it almost drives me to want to be more intentional with my speeches and be more mindful to have a greater impact in them so yeah finding those things that just kind of light you up and and be intentional about that yeah you should be excited about things. I think that it's so easy to get, you know, a couple of years into the business and be, <laughs> you know, start just start thinking of it really passively and just being like, okay, here's the work. It's coming in. It's going out. But you still need something that's making you want to get out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. And what sometimes you need to find that outside of work. Sometimes you can find it within work. Sometimes it's a cool project or a cool client or a cool opportunity. But whatever it is, you need to find it. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's a really good point, too, is what can take you outside of work. Because it's easy yeah. to get so focused on work being everything oh. and being your identity. And you miss out on some great yeah. things outside of work. That's, that, is, that is a really big struggle I'm finding recently as well is just work is your identity. But I mean, again, as we sort of come out of our houses, <laughs> as we emerge, as we emerge into the daylight, <laughs> as the humans emerge from their homes, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it'll be interesting because I think we'll be able to separate ourselves a little bit more from it again, which will be really nice. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, let's talk about this wine oh, we've been so enjoying it's sipping on. so delicious. I'm not huge into whites, but I would drink this every day. Yeah. So this, I picked up this, uh, this white is on a winery that uh, my husband and I, we were on a, a road trip like 13 years ago. <laughs> And we were, the idea was that we were going to be camping on this road trip. Like we would go and drive to, yeah, don't try and do that Mm. because there's no campgrounds available, even for just a little tiny single tent, double person tent. So we ended up in a Soyuz. We couldn't find any hotels. We couldn't find 
anything. And we ended up going to this winery and staying on the winery. And it was gorgeous and beautiful. And we got to do free wine tasting. Free, I say in quotes, because it's part of paying for the night sleep. After you pay for your multiple hundreds of dollars yes. of room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, but it was beautiful and it was so nice. So when I saw this bottle, it just, it, I don't know, it just felt appropriate. Mm-hmm. So it's how it's spelled is different than how it's stated. Mm-hmm. So it's Inkameep mm-hmm. is how you pronounce it. And it's N-K apostrophe M-I-P. Mm-hmm. So Inkameep. Interesting factoid about this place mm-hmm. is that it is North America's first indigenous owned and operated winery Mm -hmm. which is really cool and it's delicious we're drinking a pinot blanc which i don't think i've ever had a pinot blanc before really to be honest with you it's a bit less usual to find i think in the liquor store it's yeah it's so good i'm actually so i'm actually gonna be Actually, interestingly, I think that when this episode comes out, I will be in a Soyuz on Inkmeep in their campground because they yeah. also have a campground right on a Soyuz lake. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we both have a story about this winery. Mm-hmm. So tell me about I'll the wine. Dr- I'll be drinking this and looking out over the vineyards. <laughs> and they have so many. Oh, my gosh. Their land is amazing. So, yeah, it's uh, it's. Okay, so there's lots going on in this wine, which I think we got we got before we even looked at the description. We like it's overwhelming almost, like in the best way possible. Yeah. So we've got some floral notes on the nose. Yeah, it's really light, light, and fresh, and it almost feels invigorating, like desert flowers, which is kind of like what Osoyus. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like deserty almost, so it kind of makes sense. And then you have. What is it? Granny Smith apple, um, and citrus fruits, and citrus fruits, and and Okanagan tree fruits. Yeah. Oh, which just makes me want to be there right now and just go to their fruit stands, and just get a ton of fresh fruit. Oh, so, so good. good. Can you tell we're enjoying this wine and mm. <laughs> where it's taking us? Anyways, I really highly recommend this wine. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Would would drink again. Definitely. And it's cool. It's right around, we're right around uh, Canada Day. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's good to be drinking a Canadian wine. Canadian. Yeah, it's delicious. Amazing. Uh, well, I'm going to be continuing to drink this <laughs> late into the day as I, <laughs> as I work on <laughs> some business items. That's right. All right. Well, we hope that you are able to navigate this getting back to normal. Mm -hmm. Let us know what getting back to normal means to you. Yeah. Tell us on our Facebook page or our Instagram page. All right. Peace. Peace. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode of The Whiny Entrepreneurs. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at whinyentrepreneurs.com. 